Rough Trade is giving away a third of the first three months of the Rough Trade Club plus new music membership exclusively to 101 Part-Time Jobs listeners. Become a member of Rough Trade Club New Music and you'll receive the Rough Trade Album of the Month straight to your door every month on an exclusive vinyl pressing with bonus material. Club members have received exclusive pressings of albums from Sufjan Stevens, Sprints, The Last Dinner Party, English Teacher and Over Mono, just to name a few, this past year alone. Sign up using the promo code CLUB101POD and you'll get Rough Trade's Album of the Month, Camera Obscura's Look to the East, Look to the West for a third of the usual price. By signing up, you'll be getting Rough Trade's exclusive issue of the album on opaque purple in a gatefold sleeve plus a bonus CD containing five demos. Don't want the album of the month but still want all the benefits? Sign up to the standard tier using Club 101 Pod and you'll still get the first month free. You'll also get free shipping on all orders, 10% off at the bar and on secondhand vinyl in store and exclusive access to sold out Rough Trade events. So don't hang around. Head to roughtrade.com slash club and sign up with the code CLUB101POD. That's CLUB101POD and claim money Money off Rough Trade's album of the month today. This offer is for UK residents only. Do you play in bands? I did for the longest time. And I wish that I knew that DistroKid was a thing. I don't even think it existed back then. DistroKid makes music distribution fun and easy with unlimited uploads and artists keep 100% of your royalties and earnings. A million plus artists rely on DistroKid to get their music on Spotify, Apple, YouTube, TikTok, Tidal, Instagram, and all the major streaming services. When you get DistroKid, you can see a DistroKid bank and withdraw your earnings. You get notified when you've earned royalties and you can withdraw via the app. And you can even check your streaming stats on Spotify Spotify and Apple. Get 30% off your first year on DistroKid by going to distrokid.com slash VIP slash 101pod. 30% off for your first year. That's not bad. We know it's a tough world out there. Why don't you make it easier for yourself? And to get 30% off that free year as an artist where you get 100% of your royalties and earnings, go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash 101pod. All right, stay with me. I'll be right back after this. Hey, podcast listener. Do you love talking about movies, music, TV, comics, and games? Then you should be listening to The Great Pop Culture Debate, back in Bigger Than Ever for Season 9. This season, the panelists discuss the best James Bond film, the best Elton John single, the best Nickelodeon original series, the best Batman villain, and so much more. Find the show wherever you listen to podcasts or head to greatpopculturedebate.com. More than 100 topics are already available. Subscribe today. Welcome to 101 Part-Time Jobs, where I speak to bands about their various and precarious employments, past and present, good and bad, right and wrong. Grab your P45 and let's go. On today's episode is Naomi Griffin, singer and bassist in Martha, who tomorrow released their new 7-inch Please Don't Take Me Back and the B-side of Allo Darling's My Heart is a Drummer from their 2010 debut album, which is one of my favourite records of all time. Up there with all of Martha's records. That sounds really cheesy, but believe me, it's true. Martha are touring in November. They're playing Earth in London on November the 19th. 
and get your tickets before that sells out. Manchester on the 20th, Bristol on the 26th, and Leeds at Broodnell Social Club on the 27th. Cheers for listening. This episode is supported by 2000 Trees Festival, taking place from the 6th to the 9th of July in Cheltenham, just a few hours away from London. It'll be headlined by Idols, Jimmy Eat World, Thrice and Turnstile. That is an amazing lineup. They're one of the biggest independent rock festivals in the UK. They've even won some awards for it. And there are just some amazing, amazing bands playing. Pigs, 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 pigs. Mannequin Pussy. Can't wait to see them. Kneecap. Nervous. So many great bands. If you want to go to 2000 Trees Festival, but you haven't got your ticket yet, with the voucher code 101POD, you can get 10% off your ticket. That saves you about 20 quid. That's 2000 Trees Festival from the 6th to the 9th of July. Get your tickets from 2000treesfestival.co.uk. All right. Here's Naomi Griffin from Martha, who are releasing their new 7-inch Please Don't Take Me Back tomorrow on Specialist Subjects Records. Go well. Cheers. I've had a lot of jobs, this is the thing, when you said it was like a 30 minute chat, I thought I could probably spend 30 minutes just telling you all the jobs I've had. (laughs) Get the bullet points out. Yeah, well I did, I tried to list them and count them all and it got a bit silly, Um, so I figured we could just talk about the highlights, but yeah. um... (laughs) The highs highs and the lows. The highs and the lows, yeah, the middle bit is is not so interesting, but yeah, it's been over 10 years, I know that like our 10 year anniversary has kind of happened and we we if it wasn't for the the pandemic we would have done something for that we've all agreed that we're going to get 10-year tattoos but we haven't quite done it yet <laughs> so we will but yeah I've been doing it a long time so yeah I've I've had many jobs while doing band stuff I mean I've always chosen jobs that allow me flexibility for music and just life also um I'm very much a work to live not live to work kind of person you know which I think is why I've had so many jobs because I kind of quite like doing a job for a bit and then trying something else out so you know I like that Mm. I've also had like quite a few temporary contracts which is the sort of work that I've ended up doing more recently I have had a lot of jobs which makes it sound like I've maybe been fired a lot but I don't think I've ever actually been fired (laughs) but I have been asked not to come back (laughs) (laughs) I think there's a fine line there that maybe only I can see but (laughs) I used to work at a living museum. Are you familiar with such a thing? No. Um, so it's a museum in County Durham. It's called Beamish. And it is set up like a town. Um, in It's set up like 1930s town. There's an area and a 1930s pit village with a mine that you can go in. And there's a 1940s area and an 18... 20s maybe area but I was in the 1913 area (laughs) so I kind of my job was to like dress up and be a a character living in 1913. And speak like that and act like it and have the kind of knowledge. Yeah kind of so it's quite hard to maintain because people do want to know stuff (laughs) so you kind of start off I think let's call it soft soft first person or something you start off kind of in character and then you then you talk to them about you know because it would just get very annoying if you were just like well what is this fancy (laughs) contraption (laughs) about everything (laughs) so yeah I would either be in the co-op uh the haberdashery the bank I was a dentist sometimes uh 
yeah um, so that you have different outfits so there was quite quite a traditional like outfit an edwardian lady outfit <laughs> high collar uh long skirt uh, that was very smart that you wore if you were doing any of the those kind of like official jobs. And then I had a more casual outfit for when I was basically sitting in a cottage in a pit village and I would be kind of knitting or <laughs> or making proggy mats. I don't know if you're familiar with proggy mats, but like rag rugs. No. No. Um, we could talk about that all day. <laughs> That's the problem. <laughs> that sounds yeah. deep. That sounds intense. It was cool, but I was kind of like a seasonal worker. I'd finished studying. And because of the band, uh, it was like zero hours contracts. So I was constantly asking for time, not time off, but you know, that kind mm. of dodgy line where you, zero hours kind of means that you're like meant to just always be available. So it got to the point, it was kind of like, yeah, we kind of want someone who's more available. <laughs> so I kind of just stopped getting shifts. Um, what were the other people that were like worked there? Were there some characters who really wanted to oh, get yeah. into the acting? Well, there was quite a lot of volunteers. So you get quite a lot of volunteers, particularly in the Masonic Hall. So a lot of the buildings there, this could just be a big ad for Beamish, couldn't it? So a lot of the buildings there were kind of taken down from different parts of County Durham and rebuilt in on the site. And one of them, the buildings that was donated or acquired, I don't know, was like this big kind of fancy Masonic Hall. Um, and so you got people who would volunteer to be in there and because they're interested in the Masons or the Masons themselves. and um quality yeah yeah and like yeah quite a lot of retired people who would just like love Beamish and would like kind of uh go and hang out there but it was very interesting to hear about all the Mason stuff because there's some very strange history there did that make you think there's so much out there there's so many kind of well learning about masonry and learning about those mm. kinds of different folks and those communities mm. Kind of, it was that widen your perspective of, of what, 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 yeah. goes, what goes so on. For, for me it was really cool because it felt very like not the not the masonic hall part but you know being working in like a pit village and working in this place set in the history of where i'm from was yeah. really cool uh yeah. i remember being really excited to be like oh i'm gonna see like behind the scenes and see where you go around the corner it's all like super modern <laughs> it wasn't it was like going back to the 70s probably like with the old microwaves and fridges and stuff but yeah it was it felt really cool to be like connected in that way and it was somewhere that you know that's where school trips would go when we were kids and it was like you know it was really exciting to to be working there and it gave me flexibility until that became a problem <laughs> to do like whatever band stuff we wanted to do so it was it was it was a right laugh and it also means I've basically like if anyone ever wants to go to Beamish I'm like I'm a free tour guide because I if you want like half remembered like vague facts about dentistry in 1913. <laughs> You're asking for a fiver at uh, the end of the tour. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that was that was one of the ones that uh, great kind of you know March to November time, but wasn't a long lasting job. I, I like those ideas of those those seasonal jobs. There's a donkey sanctuary down in Devon near Ooh. where my, my family sort of relocated to. Um, I'm familiar with the donkey sanctuary. Is it the donkey sanctuary or? Yeah maybe i'll tell you a funny story we were on tour and we went to we had a, an afternoon in leeds and we were like okay everyone like get on their phones seven of us get on our phones mm. try and google something that would just be nice for four hours yeah. rather than just sit in a car park and someone yeah. was like oh there's 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 a, there's a goat sanctuary and we were oh. like sick cool goats fucking goat sanctuary and we looked on the map and it was kind of 
in the studenty bits and we were like oh, that's a bit strange yeah well we will go there we've got nothing else to do we get Ooh. there and it's just a house and obviously someone <laughs> had played a prank on their friend and then we were like oh, and, you know, and, and made a google point you know made a, a business oh. quote unquote and <laughs> and then we were like <laughs> wait we heard of the donkey sanctuary haven't heard of a goat sanctuary <laughs> oh they exist well, that was that brings me to another job. I used to manage an animal sanctuary. <laughs> Excellent. That was a, a great period in my life. Very hard, you know. It's hard work, and it was, you know, um, I was balancing studying at the same time. But yeah, loved loved that. Loved working with animals. Um, studying animals, studying veterinary. No, oh, if only I don't have a very scientific mind, so I never really. I did think about that for a while. Um, I also just, I think, I don't think I could do could be a vet it's too much too much sad difficult stuff to do um but no I was studying was completely separate I just also happened to love animals and I learned like loads and loads about animals I ended up bringing some of them home as you do (laughs) a couple of them are still still with me basically through that job working at the animal sanctuary I was taught how to kind of look after wild birds (laughs) learned quite a bit about like wild birds particularly pigeons I love I love wildlife. Um, I I had a couple of baby pigeons that someone had cut a tree down and the nest had fallen last year. Um, and they, with pigeons, their babies can get like quite big, but they're still very much babies, and people don't realise that they're still babies. And they so they stay in the nest for a really long time. So basically, once the nest had they'd fallen out of the tree, and you you can't really put them back in. So yeah, I was I was uh, looking after them last year last summer um and I, it's such for? a privilege yeah it was for about two months and then they were released uh by a local rescue which was yeah um it really just is make a privilege. your heart just swell yeah i mean i yeah i love I, I absolutely love them um i show people pictures of them and that you know a lot of people don't think baby pigeons are the most attractive <laughs> animals in the world but i think they're very very cute so I'd be like, oh, I've got some baby pigeons. And we'd be like, oh, wow, have you got any pictures? And I'd show them and they're like, what? <laughs> Maybe have a Google. You, <laughs> you can tell it in someone's eyes or their smile yeah. sometimes. Like, yeah. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> and these are, these are nice. So how, how do you know if, if a bird is injured, injured. You know, <laughs> or unwell in something yeah well I guess it's just I'm not an, I'm not an expert by any means so it's like when it's quite obvious I guess if you know if their posture if their feathers are all puffed up puffed up if their wings hanging down if yeah like you say if there's an obvious injury um, if they're puffed up is that that's the thing is it it can be like I, I wouldn't go approaching a pigeon just because because it was puffed up but I mean like a combination of lots of different things signs of stress or something uh, I mean the pigeon right. that I found in Brighton was on the beach and it had been like you know the waves were getting that pigeon and you know it was not in a good way but yeah because basically there's a bit of a you know once I've learned that and got this kind of eye for (laughs) noticing wild birds there's this feeling in the band I think sometimes where I'm like we'll be walking down the street and I'm like what's the deal with that pigeon and they're all like oh god no please no we don't have time for this it's like oh no it's fine the pigeon's fine (laughs) we can carry on we can go to the show with the pigeons I should just say that I, I don't make a habit of bothering wildlife <laughs> you know for the most part I think if if I, if at all possible leave 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 them be um but in dire circumstances where it's clear there's something very wrong and I know then I then I will intervene so but like we've had a pigeon just turn up outside my house uh last summer 
just outside the front door, I saw a fella taking a photo of the front of my house. And I looked out and I was like, what, why are you taking a photo of my house? And he pointed down and there was just a pigeon there with a broken wing. And I, I was like, he came to find me. Was, was Martha the first band you toured with? It was kind of really my first band, to be honest. I was in a, a band uh, when I was in sixth form um, that was called Naomi Has No Friends. There were seven of us. <laughs> um, Star punk. Of course. It was, it was appropriate stupid, at the time. Stupid question. <laughs> question. Um, we played one gig. It was in mine and Nathan's older brother's house. Uh, and I was absolutely mortal. <laughs> no memory of it. That, so that, that was my only other one before that. We had one song, maybe two, one and a half, I think. Uh, yeah, and then nothing till Martha. So yeah, really wild ride. So when we first started Martha, I was very, very nervous, very, very shy. Uh, and didn't kind of, at first I wasn't going to sing. I was like, I, I can't sing in a band. I couldn't sing. I didn't want to sing in a band, but through my very lovely and encouraging bandmates, I managed to pluck up the courage. Started off doing a bit of back and vocals, and yeah. then and now I'm like nah, 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 all the time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the fact that that you all sing is is such like a is such a special thing. It's a great feeling to feel, you know, some of the greatest loves of my life, their voices and my voice all kind of merging together. It is a, just an amazing feeling. I really love it, and I've really, really missed it. So it's nice we're actually able to kind of get together and practice a bit now. Um, so that's nice. But yeah, I love working out harmonies and all singing together. It's the best bit for sure for me. Did you get into the routine of, of practice and emails and organising and, and oh. like fucking time management? Well, Nathan, as, as I'm sure you know, is my older brother. And he's always been a much more organised person than me. <laughs> much much more organized than me so um and he still is the most organized member of the band uh so in terms of the emails and that side of things he's for sure uh him and jc are much more organized than than i am certainly but yeah you do kind of get get the hang of it i mean i'd although i hadn't been in a band or a touring band i'd put on shows for many years before i started playing shows myself so had some understanding of how what needs doing and how things work um the thing that i've always struggled to grasp and even now is that kind of marriage of um taking something seriously that that is that is really something that comes from your heart that's mm. quite an intuitive and Im intuitive and impulsive and fun feeling mm. take giving that some kind of structure and 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 seriousness maybe as in in a band yeah taking it seriously enough and, and taking some kind of not pride but you know what I mean being like if we're gonna do the gig let's let's be good yeah let's, let's yeah. rehearse 10 times before in the earlier days of Martha um you know being the only woman that I'll say in inverted commas on the stage um I do think I felt pressure to be very good I was concerned about me being under more of a spotlight and under more a level of critique because of that um because of sexism you know <laughs> Like, yeah. uh, and it wasn't helped by earlier days comments from men like you're actually pretty good like surprised you're pretty good for a girl even you know 
that sort of thing. Um, so I think there was an element of like wanting to be good personally that I felt like a lot of pressure about. And so the seriousness for me in terms of playing shows, I think it became more fun over time as I started giving less of a fuck. Fluff. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it's, it's you know, you want to kind of, it's it's fun and it's doing something fun with your friends and having a level of seriousness of like, we want to do justice. We want to do this justice, you know, um, and we've worked hard on this. So we want it to sound good live and uh, want it to sound good recorded and we want it to sound like other bands that we love you know be as good as other bands that we love like you know that's yeah. part of the the joy of it so yeah I, yeah if i understood your question right <laughs> no that is that totally <laughs> yeah. is it and, and i think that you know it's, it's a bit of a get out clause for me but you know there's no right answer to that question because it is like ev- everyone's had different experiences mm. with Mm-hmm. with being like oh shit I've got to get a van or no I mean a lot there's so much logistical stuff isn't there with being in a band that is you know and again we've been really lucky I mean JC once he started kind of touring for work you know he would tour drive bands on tour and got you know kind of a bigger van for, for doing that and you know that worked well for Martha as well like we've always kind of managed to find ways of like making things work but the the logistics of of band stuff is really difficult and ever ever growingly difficult as we get older right now I'm a researcher part of the time at Newcastle Uni which I'm re- recently started really really cool. great project um about inequality in children and young people it's like in public health which is really interesting a completely different you know I, I mean I think I always say my career trajectory is completely bizarre and I think that's because I don't really have a career and I've never considered myself as having a career or particularly wanting one so I feel incredibly lucky to have ended up in the position I'm in now where I'm doing research part-time and I'm also part-time working for Pop Rex, which is a community interest company in Sunderland set up by friends of ours, um, uh, one of whom sadly passed away last summer, Dave. Um, I don't know if you can, <laughs> if I can plug other podcasts on the Of course, <laughs> podcast, yeah. But you can hear more about our relationship with, with Dave and, and what he means to us as as a band with an interview with Nathan on Culture Fear. I've kind of joined the team there and I'm doing kind of bid writing and admin-y type stuff and I absolutely love it. You know, I'm working with punk rock, indie pop royalty there really with Dan Shannon from like Mercury League and Drifts and Michael from Frankie and the Heartstrings. And, you know, it's just an amazing space. Um, and Dave put loads of work into acquiring a new a new premises which is like a big venue with a cafe as well and it's just it's just amazing and I absolutely love that so I'm incredibly lucky right now and also to be working with people who get it like I get it what they're they want to do and they get it in that like they know that the band is important and that's something that they're really supportive of and yeah it feels really like being part of a team which for the past few years like with the pandemic and stuff I've been doing research kind of from my attic on my own you know I have a laugh with with my cats <laughs> um, and I have online meetings on Teams and stuff. But yeah, it's been quite isolating. So it's been so cool to have a space with to go to and people who I feel like an affinity with, you know. If people want to get involved with, you know, in Pop Rex, mm-hmm. you know, go there or maybe there are bands mm. that what's the best way for people to, to, to do that? Well, to... the beauty, I think, of having the, the cafe as well is that kind of most days there's people kicking about yeah just popping in coming and chatting to us 
Um, I'm there on a Friday, but I might not be the most useful person to talk to. <laughs> um, yeah, or, yeah, dropping an dropping an email. It's poprexltd at gmail dot com. Uh, yeah, um, we've got Instagram as well. So, but yeah, like I say, just coming down and saying hello and getting in, getting involved is great. Like that's what I love about the space is that there's always people just coming in. Like, whoa, I didn't know this space was here. Cool, can I do something? And it's like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, come on. Once, right. So for a bit, I was a supply teacher. <laughs> but like, I'm not a qualified teacher. So it was kind of like, they call it cover supervision, where basically you're, you're just kind of sitting at the front of the class, telling them to get on with their work. <laughs> Which I think is basically what a lot of supply teaching is as well. But you get paid more if you're a qualified teacher. And I had to go back to my old school, which was so weird. So, so weird. I got to go in the staff room and I felt naughty. You know, I was about 28. <laughs> I felt like really naughty being in there. And, uh, you know, and there's, there's a very difficult, like awkward thing about a work context and like my real life. I think of the band as like my real life. And then there's my like, you know, where I go to work. And sometimes they happily go together and other times they don't. And, uh, yeah, and so I had this year 11 class, and I was like, oh, year 11s are going to eat me alive. They're going to be twice the size of me apart from anything else. And so I went in, like, tough, you know, like, I'm going to – that's the only way to do it is to go in, like, tough and strong. So I was just like, right, guys, or whatever, right, kids, <laughs> uh, you know what you're doing. You've got your exams coming up. Get on with – you just get on with your work. I'm here if you need me, like, trying to be really, like, yeah. <laughs> And then I was like, let me know if you have any questions. And this kid at the back of the class puts their hand up. And I'm like, yeah. And he goes, miss, are you in a band? Yes. <laughs> and I just went bright red. And obviously the whole class then just was like. <laughs> and I just couldn't, I just couldn't do anything about it. It's just like, oh, it was so <laughs> excruciating. That yeah. is so funny. Yeah, it was. I mean, I've gone a bit red talking about it. <laughs> But yeah, because I just was like trying to be so like, yeah, I'm a serious adult. <laughs> you can feel it now. Yeah. You can feel saying that you're you're back. You're put back yeah. in that space, standing there. Yeah, your leg, your legs getting hot, and, like, <laughs> yeah. your feet getting itching, fucking ready to dart it for the door and never yeah, come exactly, back. Yeah, exactly. Uh, like, yeah, bless. Lovely kid uh, came with you on our shows after. Him. Like, I miss. <laughs> They recognise you from from Martha. Yeah, they, they... yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a small town, you know. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's the only time that ever happened. I didn't do supply very long because it wasn't very nice. <laughs> so that was one where the two worlds collided in an unfortunate way. That was that was <laughs> embarrassing. I did once, just completely sillily, if you'll accept that word. Absolutely, this is the place. We went on tour in the states and. At the time, I was working at the council, I believe. Yeah, working at the council. I, I was a sustainable procurement officer. What is that? Your mean? guess is as good as mine. <laughs> <laughs> it was like my job to kind of try and make the way that the council bought things more sustainable and more environmentally friendly. We're like right early days of Martha. And I was working for them through an agency. A bit of a cautionary tale, really, about the importance you should always... Firstly, the begin. I'll start and end the story with the same messages. Firstly, always be in a union. <laughs> Secondly, don't be shy to talk to your colleagues about how much you're being paid. 
if we don't talk about it, it only benefits those at the top. It doesn't benefit us. So I'd worked at the council for about a year through an agency, hadn't got a proper contract through that. And I was working with a guy, really, really good friend, got on really, really well. Um, and But he was a man. And I believe he was treated differently because of that. Like I say, we're going back 10 years. I would like to think that things aren't as bad now, but who, who knows? Anyway, um, it was coming time for the jobs that the job that I'd been doing to become a proper job advert. And so me and this colleague were like chatting. And through this kind of casual conversation about pay, he just made reference to how much he gets paid. And I like thought it was a joke. And it turned out he was being paid five pounds more per hour than I was for the exact same level job unbelievable unreal so but it was through an agency couldn't really do anything we were listed in through the agencies different things i was standing in for this job and so at that time i decided to take that as a sign to to go for a scholarship and i got a scholarship um to do a phd which i was incredibly lucky to be able to do great and i got that but then they offered me the proper job at the council i was like oh mm, how do i feel about this i'm not feeling you know there's this one thing that's potentially veering off in a completely different direction could give me loads of flexibility they offered me the job i took it and then i handed my notice in the next week and i was like <laughs> so i got like a month of proper pay where i was being paid what i should have been being paid and then and then left yeah there was a lot of sexism in that place to be honest at the time like many many workplaces, unfortunately, um, and that was obviously just a huge shock when when we realised this. Um, uh, yeah, so like I say, always join a union. Difficult when you're an agency worker. I mean, this is kind of how it is. But always join a union. Talk to your colleagues about how you're being treated and compare compare notes. It's important. Compare notes. Communication is is difficult. Mm, um, very difficult you can feel awkward it can feel uncomfortable talking about this stuff and I think that's deliberate sometimes to be honest that was the lesson I learned early on anyway that don't be shy to talk about this stuff my time is being bought and I want to feel like that's the way that it is and I have some kind of agency or control over that and that I have rights <laughs> rather than being so grateful that I'd managed to get this job which is how I felt as a as a new graduate you know and I felt like I was out of my depth and all this sort of stuff that's it everyone feels lucky to everyone feels lucky to get yeah and I do like I say I feel very very lucky for all of the jobs that I've had really you know I've had a very interesting time (laughs) um but yeah still doesn't mean that you know anyone deserves to be treated like that so yeah part-time jobs that let me do band stuff is is the dream and I'm bloody living it I'm living it right now I gotta remember that (laughs) You're the figurehead of this podcast. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Thanks so much for being up for that. This is um this has been great. And it's been a pleasure. Looking forward to that show and and hopefully oh, maybe see yeah. you before then. Yeah. Thank you, Naomi, for coming on 100. <laughs> Thanks so much for being up for it. It's very kind of you. <laughs> Thank you for asking me. Honestly, it has been a pleasure. Good luck editing it. <laughs> <laughs> see you at the London show. Yeah. I'll be editing until then. I'll be finishing until then. <laughs> So there was Naomi Griffin of Martha, their new seven inch Please Don't Take Me Back is out tomorrow on Specialist Subjects Records from specialistsubjectsrecords.co.uk or from Martha's Bandcamp, marthadiy.bandcamp. Cheers for listening. If anyone's at Outbreak Fest this weekend, I'll see you there. Here's Coxbarrow.
Is a Mighty Moon Media podcast. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.